here's what's interesting, okay? Most people here, I think, are aware of internal family systems. Yes. So there are documented studies of internal family systems impacting rheumatoid arthritis outcomes, meaning improving, right? There's a recent study done where they took IFS and applied it to rheumatoid arthritis, and the non-IFS group, I'm sorry, the IFS group made more progress than the non-IFS group. That is incredible. Okay, chills, total chills, right? What they're learning inside the world of internal family systems, that now what I'm about to say is more anecdotal than peer-reviewed, okay? But what they're learning inside the world of internal family systems from an anecdotal perspective at the moment, this is not documented in studies yet, but what they're starting to learn is that parts can be a contributing factor to chronic illness. Parts can actively be a contributor to chronic illness. It's not so much that they hold disease as much as they're leveraging a chronic illness to protect you or get your attention. Think of it that way, okay? And that's not true for every part, and that's not, there's no 100%. Everything here is very nuanced. So what we have to realize is that this is a more complex problem than take a pill, make it go away by a lot. Okay. And whenever we get into trauma work, it's super nuanced. So it's not all one way or the other. There's a lot of different gradients here. And so I'm talking about general principles, like parts can contribute to disease. Now, one thing I want to clear up from the very beginning is this uh, superstition nonsense that we give ourselves disease. Okay. So let me just, let me just talk about this for one second. Okay. So I have two books published with Hay House. Louise Hay, before she passed, was a dear friend. Wayne Dyer was a dear friend. And what I can tell you is that a lot of times the new age world and that spiritual world gets misinterpreted and the messaging becomes something like this. Are you saying that I chose to have cancer? Are you saying that I chose to have X disease? I gave this to myself that my my two-year-old chose to have this bad disease. And I just want to nip that in the bud from the beginning because that is not what we're talking about here at all. Okay, We're not saying that anybody chose to have this disease because that is ridiculous. However, what we are going to start to uncover is that based on adverse experiences that you've been through and how your body has responded, there are areas in your body that may become more compromised or easily to uh, easier to become sick because of those adverse experiences. And so a lot of times where a chronic illness shows up in your body can be, I'm not saying is, I'm saying can be, okay, a indicator of where a part of you is most susceptible and dysregulated. Example, right? We know that not expressing our emotions can suppress the immune system. We also know that expressing our emotions can suppress, uh, uh, can uh, be beneficial for the immune system. Okay, so if we're not expressing our emotions and we're suppressing them, we're dissociating from them, that has a negative effect on the immune system. It can downregulate the immune system, which means you may become more susceptible to things. And that means that you're more susceptible to get a chronic illness because you don't have an immune response the same as everybody else. Okay, and so what chronic illness can show us is where are our systems most susceptible to pathogens, dysregulation, dysbiosis, and then learning how to make them more resilient 
and reinforced. Okay, so this is not that you chose an illness. It's more that because of what you've been through or the environments that you've been in, the likelihood that your system is more susceptible to illness is higher than someone who had not been through those things. And those are two different, it's, it's, it's nuanced, but it's a very important understanding to realize that you're not choosing it. Con, you're like, I'm choosing to have this. But what we are saying is it's likely that your system was more susceptible. Who follows? This makes sense. Okay. And, you know, one of the interesting things about the COVID stuff is that this word immunocompromised has become very well publicized. And when we talk about immunocompromised, right? We're talking about things that we're talking about people who have uh, compromised immune systems, right? And what we realize is that what has to happen for someone to be immunocompromised, right? Okay, well, I have an autoimmune problem. Okay, well, how'd that happen, right? If it's just physiology, if it's just the body, we have to realize that there's emotion and energy there too, right? So part of immunocompromised states can include dysregulated emotional states. Who follows? This makes sense. Okay. And there's a whole field called psychoneuroimmunology that was pioneered by Dr. Candace Pert that helps us understand that as we create more emotional health, a lot more systems come on board. And so when we look at functional medicine combined with functional coaching, it's a really beautiful integrated approach to help you heal because we're not just dealing with the underlying mechanisms in terms of supplements or, um, you know, uh, you know, leaky gut or whatever it might be. We're also understanding is there a part there? Is that part contributing to keeping you this way? Why is it doing that? And what happened for that part to be that way? And we want to be able to look at both of those perspectives and go, this makes total sense, right? And I'll give you one example. So we had a client, one of the first moments I had of really seeing this is this has probably got to be at least 10 years ago at this point. Um, I was working with a client at a retreat in Maui and we were talking about her rheumatoid arthritis and I had this like, intuition based on talking with her. It was, it was definitely an intuition. I, I didn't know. But I had this intuition that she has this rheumatoid arthritis, which is very real. And there's a possibility that there's a part of her that doesn't believe that she can be loved if she's not sick. Right? Because when she's sick, it's like creates a certainty that like, yes, they're here. Right? So I just kind of like, casually whispered in her ear in front of everybody said, you know, do you know that you can be loved when you're healthy too? And it was just like an intuition. It was just kind of like a something I said, right? And she just broke down into tears, right? And she was like, oh my God, no. And right. And there was a recognition there. And are we saying that that's why she has rheumatoid arthritis? Absolutely not. However, if there's a part of you that doesn't think that you can be safe, loved, or connected without illness, that part will not want you to get better, not because it doesn't want you to be healthy, but because it wants you to have connection. It wants you to have love. Who follows? This makes sense, okay? And so we have to start to understand that there is a positive intention, even in chronic illness. There is a positive intention for your system, even in dysregulation. And we don't want to pathologize, meaning 
make it wrong. We want to start to understand that there's a good positive intention for why this is happening. And yeah, it sucks that it's showing up as a specific chronic illness that's maybe painful, right? But when we can uncover the positive intention along with sort of the medical physiology and the medical approach to what's happening inside the body, we get a more, a broader perspective, right? And what was interesting, I remember at the last root cause retreat, Dr. Messier was talking to someone about, you know, what to do to move forward. And within a minute or two of this person talking, you could see this part come up that was like, I've tried everything. This is one more doctor. Tell him what to do, right? And she was kind of becoming uncoachable, which is okay, because she had a protector come out. And so I paused. I was like, hey, what's that? Right? Because like, Messier is trying to give her like this like thing like this this idea of like what protocols to follow and this protector part emerged and what was underneath that was no one in my life has ever been capable of helping me that goes all the way back to being a parent their parents right and so this part's like great one more doctor that's not gonna know how to take care of me right and so until we like honored that part nothing was getting into that individual who follows this makes sense right and so even as we start to go through the healing journey, part of that, just like any journey we go through to heal, to grow, to change, parts will be there to protect us, right? And if you hate your parts or if you're mad at your parts, that's another part, <laughs> okay, right? And so we want to start to understand that it's more nuanced and more layered than we previously thought, okay? Who follows? This makes sense? Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this. And hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world and I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it if you got value from this episode and from this podcast. We very much appreciate it and uh, thank you so much for hearing me out and if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify and we'll see you in the next episode.